konnichiwa minasan. Welcome to my podcast Japanology which talks about my 8 months exchange in Japan as an exchange student. If you're joining me now, I'm guessing you might like Japan or maybe you just like anime and want to know more about the Japanese culture. Well, whatever it is, let's get into it and let me give you an inside peek into the high tech hub that is Japan. Let's start from the very beginning because I'll be honest, speaking about experiences from 2 years back, it's very overwhelming and it's really difficult to put all the things in a chronological order. But yes, so I got selected for the scholarship for 200 Asian students sponsored fully by the Japanese government. Me along with 15 other Indian students went to Japan for 8 months, which uh, unfortunately got cut short. And if you haven't figured out why, well you'll get to know at the end of the series so stay tuned also i know i know it's really frustrating that you have to listen to me or any other person who has started a podcast for like 10 to 15 minutes talking about something they want to share with you but and also yeah there's a disclaimer that my sarcastic humor and my dull humor it can't lighten up the mood of this podcast But I want you to join me and tune into the podcast only if you love Japan and only if you want to know something really interesting, something unique about Japan that you can't read on Google or maybe you can't read in newspapers or magazines. Yeah, the inside peek from a teenager's perception into the Japanese life. Let's just get into the first impressions because that was a really long introduction. But I want this podcast to be perfect for you all. make it easy to understand but yeah when i first entered japan like the narita airport i felt like japan is the most clean country and even the public washrooms were spick and span but let's not dwell upon that because that's something you all know about japan you know that japan is clean so i'll talk about something you might not know about japan let's talk about the public washrooms I know that this is the first time you're hearing me talk to you all and I'm talking about washrooms. I know that's gross. I admit it. But Japanese toilets are not even close to the word gross. They are the most sophisticated, the most modern things that Japan owns. It's really unique to Japan. It's a tech marvel. The Japanese toilets have a side bar with 20 different buttons for 20 different features. At first I also thought how many features do we need in a washroom but yeah Japan surprises you no doubt anyways so Japanese people really tend to be shy most of the times so there's this button with a sound feature which if you press it'll omit a sound which covers up everything that you're doing inside so that the person standing outside doesn't have to hear your business that's kind of cool i'm not gonna lie but yeah and there's this another feature in the toilets which is that the seats warm up in winters and when you flush the seats close back on their own to prevent bacteria from flowing into the room the washroom room that's very thoughtful of japanese people too and no one to give out points But if I was gonna give up points, just for my sake, 
10 out of 10 to the Japanese toilets. Like seriously, good job. Okay, now let's move on from me obsessing over Japanese toilets and let's get into the part that comes after the airport. Now, our organizers took us, all the children, from the airport to a hotel called the Narita Hotel which was a 5 minutes bus ride from the airport, so not that far. But we were jet lagged, we were really tired, everyone was jet tired and we all took a nap. Now, some of us, they woke up at the right time, like just in time for dinner, and some of us, like me, kept sleeping two hours after dinner. Yeah. Japanese people have a perception about Indians being unpunctual. Japanese people think that Indians don't ever attend events at time, at the right time, and they don't come on time. They are just late. And trust me, I stood up to every perception Japanese people had of us. I was late to my first dinner in Japan. How proud I made India. Anyways, moving on from that guilt trip. So, I was pissed at the hotel because they had closed the dinner entry at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. In India, we don't eat dinner at 8 p.m. Or maybe it's just my household. But anyways... I was starving, I was cranky as hell, and me and my Indian friends, we wandered all around the hotel, like just passing time because we knew we had nothing to eat. And we stumbled across a kombini. A kombini is like a convenience store, a 24-7. It's not very common to see 24-7 stores in hotels. So we were relieved. I just was overcome with so much joy that I didn't have to go to bed hungry. Like seriously, I was really happy. So me and my friends entered the kombini and we were awestruck for like a minute or so and it took time for us to actually digest the fact that Japan has varieties for hundreds of things in hundreds of types. So if you have Maggi noodles of two flavors in India, there is ramen of about thousand flavors. And yeah, it's just difficult to wrap your head around. Anyways, spoiler alert, whenever I went into a kombini, like in the next eight months, I always went in to buy one thing, but ended up coming out with 10 different things that I absolutely didn't require. So the first time that happened to as expected. So my bill came out to be 450 yen, but I had cash in 10,000 yen notes. The lady at the counter was an old lady with a very kind face, and she kept smiling throughout the time I craved about not having change for the 10,000 yen note. She then said to me in Japanese that I could keep everything I wanted to purchase without even paying. She wanted it to be a welcome gift from me on my first day in Japan. I was filled with guilt and embarrassment and I literally blushed. I bowed down several times to thank her repeatedly. I couldn't thank her enough. My day was not going great. You know it, I know it. I mean, I had missed the dinner and I was starving, losing hope in the next eight months of exchange. But the old lady at the counter made my day so much better with a slight polite gesture. On my last day in the hotel, 
I was getting pretty late to board Bishin Kansen, but I rushed to the company with a bag full of souvenirs from India and gave them to the old lady at the counter as a thank you for her gesture. I said to her, which means thank you for being of great help. I wish to meet people like her in the next eight months too. Not because I don't want to pay. That's don't get me wrong, I want to pay. But just one kind gesture makes your day better and easier. Now that the encounter with the billing counter lady has made the mood of the podcast much lighter. Let's talk about the two days I stayed in the hotel. Our exchange student organizers did not want kids from the same countries to spend all the time together. Because trust me, that's what we were doing. And that's not the point of an exchange. Indians talking to Indians, Korean talking to Koreans. And that's not mingling. We had to talk to each other and intermingle with different countries and country mates. So yeah. They made 20 groups with 10 children from 10 different Asian countries in one group. Each group had two Japanese natives as their heads. And each group was made on the basis of the city those children in the group were going to. And if you want to know about the city I I was in for the next 8 months, tune into the second episode or maybe the third I guess. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I know, shameless promo. But I've got to do it. So anyway, if this um, arranging into groups and all that stuff sounded methodic, well, let me tell you, that's Japan for you. It is methodic, it is systematic. Sometimes overly systematic too. Let's move on. So we had a timetable called Jikanwari, which we had to follow for the next three days in the hotel. And trust me, we had absolutely no free time. Not even time to like chit chat with our own like nation mates, if I may call them so. But yeah, we either did tasks as a group or learned Japanese language. We learned Japanese communication, phrases like daily daily use phrases, how to buy stuff at like shops and stuff that we really need to learn and use at daily basis when we are on our own for the next eight months. It did help though, but the activities were fun. They were fun to do and I loved making new friends from different nationalities. I really loved that. But the highlight was not this, it was the food. The highlight uh, not only of just this hotel, but the highlight of the trip was the food. I'm a big foodie and for me food is greater than experiences. So yeah. I had this buffet system in the hotel and we were meant to eat like so much of variety of food in like small portions and I had each and everything that they offered. I literally tasted everything. I tried everything. I mostly stuffed on desserts and tempura but that's fine. Yeah. Anyways, spoiler alert, but this is not just the end of me blabbering about food and how tasty the food in Japan is. There's another episode. Again, shameless promo, but please tune into that too. Let's end the episode on this note. I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you learned something from the experiences. I hope you are interested in knowing about Japan. 
even after this podcast so tune into every other episode that i have in store for you and that's my time here enjoy enjoy your day stay safe stay happy and matane